1: Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
0: It's time for the 49ers Rush podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Hey, how we doing baby? It is Sunday. I uh missed my normal time. I apologize for that. Uh but yeah, it, it took a day at the beach. It was a good time. My cheeks are going to be a little bit more red than normal. I know you didn't think that would be possible. But it's Sunday. And we get the opportunity to talk some 49ers football and get a little off topic. I wanted to take a little bit of a break. Um I, I uh, on our Rookie Breakdown specials and kind of guests and all those things. This month has been crazy for this podcast. Um, I don't know if you know this, but, we, you know, we started with the road trip, and I want to give a shout-out to the 49ers Rush Road Trip. Go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Get your tickets. We're going to three cities this year, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Philadelphia. And we've got <laughs> discount hotels booked for the cities. Uh, still working on L.A. stuff. That one's a little more complicated, but it's going to get done. Um and we're going to be throwing parties tonight before. It's going to be an absolute blast. But in order to promote this and kind of get the name out there and build what I want this to be, I've had to spread the word. <laughs> and so I have been on 12 podcasts in 14 days, um, just talking 49ers, uh, draft stuff, all that, but pushing this 49ers rush road t- trip. And it's been cool. It's been really, really cool. And so what I wanted to do is just kind of like sit back Let's have like a chill afternoon chat. Like a lot of you guys, Phil Mickelson right now. He's you know walking from 16 to 17, uh, up a couple shots, about to break, uh, you know, an all-time record, which is incredible. Go Phil, go. Um, I, I get called Phil Mickelson sometimes in some circles. I say I got the same facial characteristics, a younger Phil, which I take as a wonderful compliment. He's a good-looking fellow, I must say. Uh, I think it's the chin and the nose and the smile, but whatever. Uh, so what we're going to do today and shout out to the countdown crew. I see you guys represent strong today I love it, man. Hashtag CC. All you got to do first 90 seconds. Uh, we go live Put that in there. We got uh, giveaways coming soon. You know, we've got, uh, let's see here. Today's the 23rd. So, in one more week, we'll be doing a giveaway to the hashtag Countdown Crew. That's coming strong. I'm wearing one of the shirts here today. Trey Area Baby. We gave one of those away just a couple weeks. Uh, Rolls Royce says, Is Chapman a Laker fan? No, 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 no. Uh, born and raised in Dallas, Fort Worth, you know, I, I've shared my story about how I hate the, the Cowboys. Uh, So much. It stems back to a stepdad I didn't get along with, whatever else. Uh, He wasn't a basketball fan, though. I'm a diehard Mavs fan. uh, Luka, going from Dirk... To Luca is everything to me uh, just as much fun as possible in the fact that they're playing the Clippers up 1-0 right now I hate the Clippers I hate the Lakers just not my teams not my teams I respect LeBron and all that he's done and I get all those things but yeah not a Lakers guy uh, my default team is you know Golden State obviously uh, but my allegiances they lie with the Dallas Mavericks that's just kind of what it is uh, so having said that I put out on Twitter and Patreon, yeah, let's get some questions. Let's jump around. Let's get weird. <laughs> and so if you have your question, tag me in the chat. Uh, there's no way I already have too many questions that I can get to. But uh, I'm going to try my hardest to get to them all. And let's just chit-chat. Let's go through some random topics. This is not prepared. Uh, like literally, I put this out 30 minutes ago and said, hey, let's go live. Let's talk. Let's just get some stuff out there. Chit-chat back and forth. And, man, it was awesome. You guys never cease to disappoint. The best, I don't know what we're called, countdown crew, podcast, freaking awesome people, community that we have here. It's absolutely incredible. Um, Al says this, love the crossover with BD Peacock and Croc. Yeah, man, we've been working those phone lines. And, again, I got to say, the whole, uh, Brian Peacock, you know, locked on 49ers, amazing job, shout out to him and all that he does, one of the hardest working people, he does 10 podcasts a week, they're not all 49ers, but great job as always, and you know, he put up, hey, I need a guest for today's show, something happened, he didn't have a guest, uh, something, whatever, scheduling or whatever, and the first person jumped in there and said, hey... Ask John Chapman. It's probably my grandma. I don't think she's on Twitter, but if she was, uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> so it, you guys, y'all y'all fight for me, and I really appreciate that. If you see something out there and somebody's looking for something, man, throw my name in the ring. Um, I don't say no to many things. I, I usually uh, <laughs> try everything twice. That's my motto. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to jump on podcasts any way that I can to spread the word. And just the community is just so awesome. So you kind of take that and move on from there. Brian Carter, it's your birthday. Brian Carter is a great friend of the podcast, Patreon supporter. I appreciate that, brother. Happy birthday, man. And I think Brian's got a question on here. Uh, Yeah, here we go. Let's uh, jump down. Let's go to his. Great question here, Brian. Man, happy birthday, brother. Um, What clues will you be looking for, snap counts, first team versus second team matchups, all that stuff, in training camp and OTAs? To get an idea of who makes the roster. So, you know, it's different now. If you remember, it used to be where there were like three cutdowns. And that would kind of help you understand, alright, this is this. You get to focus on the, the first, you know, battles and all those things. It's not like that anymore. There's one cutdown. And the depth that this team has established... It's going to be absolute bonkers. I think probably the most contested battle is going to be that swing tackle spot. You know, the 49ers went out. Draft picks usually make the roster. Seventh round picks, not so much. Sixth round picks, only every now and then, uh, get cut. But we didn't have any sevenths. And the guy we got in the sixth round, Elijah Mitchell, they had a fifth round grade on. They've been public about how much they liked Elijah Mitchell. So I'm telling you right now, our draft, picks are making this roster that that's that's happening so but what you have to look at is that swing tackle brian and i think that's going to be i think there's four guys fighting for the backup tackle spot now obviously you got trent williams and mcglinchey they're 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 set justin school has been the guy now we'll have to see what happens but because the 49ers drafted two guards I think that that's going to push Colton McKivitts back to tackle where he should be out of West Virginia. If you remember, everything happened so fast last year. Before the Trent Williams trade, the front office found out Joe Staley was retiring, okay, before the first round. Didn't leak it out. 49ers Waterworks, baby, no leaks detected. They never leak anything out. Went through days one, and still didn't say anything. Tristan Wirfs was on the board. They said, nope, we're good. We're going to trade back, get our DT. We'll figure this out. They finally get the trade wrapped up for Trent Williams. But Kyle Shanahan said in the post-game press or the post-draft press conference, those things are so valuable. Oh, they're so valuable because they tell so much truth. But Kyle Shanahan said, you know, we didn't know that Trent Williams was going to get worked out. And our plan was to draft Colton McKivitts in the fourth round. That's what they were going to do. But what happened, they were like, you know what, whatever. They finally got the deal worked out with Trent Williams. And then, lo and behold, they get in the fifth round. They deal Matt Breida for that fifth round pick. And Colton McKibbs was still there. And they're like, you know what, let's take him. They wanted him to be that tackle. And they have said that repeatedly. Now, he has a lot of position versatility. A lot of players do. But what happened was they played him at guard because they were just a mess last year. And he was average but not great. I think this moves him back to tackle. You got Sean Coleman, who opted out, had the injury after we traded for him for the Browns. He's going to be there as well. So you've got those three guys. You could throw in Dan Brunskill, who might be the best of the bunch, but you know, it seems like Kyle Shanahan's pretty set that Daniel Brunskill's going to learn that center role and be the interior offensive line spot. Only one of those guys are making the roster. You know, So School, <laughs> McKivitz, Sean Coleman, that's going to be a fun one. We're going to have to see what happens there. Now, I can tell you, I'm hoping McKivitz wins that. I like school. He just plays poorly against Green Bay for whatever reason. But I'm hoping McKivitz, I think he has the highest ceiling out of all those players. That's who I'm hoping wins that job. That's one of them. Uh, Obviously, wide receiver three. There's so many issues. <laughs> There's so many issues um, with wide receiver three. Part of me thinks wide receiver three is not even on the roster right now. Um, you know, you, you, here let's transition a little bit, Brian, because I think this is huge. Adam, uh, also on Patreon, uh, thanks for the support. He says, "What is the reason to sign and then cut Marquise Lee just a matter of days?" Yeah, mean scratch a head, scratcher. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with what was on the field to be honest with you, I think it had to do with injuries, he came in, basically trying out with the rookies, they just needed bodies, because they only had four undrafted, you know, free agents, they only drafted eight, they gave you 12 players, well, you bring it in a quarterback, you need bodies to throw to, and they got to figure that out, so they brought in a whole bunch of people, and Marquise League looked good, so good in fact, they signed him, well, they signed him, they go through, I think, again, this is just John Chapman, whatever. It's the only way it makes sense. I think that they found something that was going to be an issue and it hasn't healed completely. I don't think you run through all that with the tryout player, but once they figured out, you know, whether, you know, he's coming off three seasons missed, one because he opted out in the two injuries before that, I think that's the reason why. It's the only way it makes sense because they go out and they sign Benny Fowler. I hate to tell you this. Benny Fowler's not going to have the same fanfare. And oh, this is our new wide receiver three. No, 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 it's not. Okay. Undrafted free agent out of Michigan State, about to turn 30 years old here in a matter of weeks. 6'1, 212. You like that. But he only had two catches last year in 2020. His best year was 350 yards and two touchdowns back in 2017 for Denver. So th- there's no doubt they want a little bit more experience. I don't think Benny Fowler's making this roster. Uh, at all, I don't think the wide receiver three is on this on this team currently. I, I really, really don't see that. Personally, if I could pick anybody, and I know everybody's like Julio, Julio, Julio. And we'll, let's talk about that. Jamison Crowder is a guy that I want. Now the Jets, they've they've you know, reloaded their wide receiver position. I don't think there's really a spot for Jamison Crowder, and his rosters. I mean, his, his salary is way too much. I don't think you trade him for this salary. I think the Jets are going to move on from him. I think he's going to get cut. I really do believe that. They're trying to do this huge youth movement. They drafted people to take that spot, and I think he gets cut and goes to a contender. He would be ideal. Oh, so good. Um, now, you talk about Julio and kind of all those things, whatever else. But he, here's the thing. you know, Julio, let me, let me just put this out there for Julio. I love Julio. And, you know, I was talking with Brian uh, Peacock on Locked Off 49ers, and we talked about this a little bit too, and I said out there, look, nobody likes Julio Jones more than Kyle Shanahan. Nobody does. You go back to kind of the questions, whatever, any time Kyle Shanahan trades or drafts a wide receiver, he's going to go back to, well, your prototypical wide receiver is And he's going to throw it out there. Oh, it's Julio Jones. Julio Jones type. Julio Jones-esque. Oh, if you can get Julio Jones, you go get Julio Jones. So that's there. The Kyle Shanahan loyalty project that I always call it. If you played for him in the past, he loves you. The problem is context. It's not as simple as I want him. He wants me. Let's make this work. I feel like that last comment could have been uh, grinders like a <laughs> slogan. <laughs> I want him. He wants me. Let's make it work. Maybe they should be the official podcast. I don't know. <laughs> but the idea, sorry about that. But the idea is there's no draft capital. Julio Jones is worth a second minimum. Go back to Muhammad Sanu getting traded for a second round pick at the trade deadline. Emmanuel Sanders going for a third and a fourth. Like, Julio Jones is way better than those two players were at that point, and it's not even close. He's got to get a second round or second round equivalent. Now, the 49ers can't trade a second round pick. They can't do that. Why? Because they've already traded their first. You mean to tell me Kyle Shanahan's going to go into the next draft and just say, yep, no first or second round pick. We're just going to wait till the third. This guy's not patient when it comes to that. And again, if you go back to, you remember we traded the second round pick for D Ford. Then we traded our third and fourth round pick for Emmanuel Sanders to try to get over the hump, and it worked. That was a successful trade. I think both of them were. Uh, D Ford, less so as time goes on, but I digress. He went into the draft. We, we had that first round pick. We didn't have a second, third, or fourth. And Kyle Shanahan and John Lewis said, we will never do this again. So let's see. Did they learn their lesson? Now, if you could finagle something for Julio Jones, like a player, then I think you can talk, right? What if you throw in one of those linemen? What if you throw in some of those running backs that's just super – man, it's incredible the depth that we have there. You know, you throw in Justin School and Jermichael Hasty in a fourth round because the problem is the Falcons – they have problems. <laughs> they have money problems. They can't sign their draft class. They don't have enough cap to pay for their draft picks. They're stuck right now. Now they're waiting until June first. So there's a week before any movement goes on because the way um, it's the the cap penalties are established is there's one important date and that's June first. After June first, you can prolong and spread out the cap hit that Julio the dead money for ca- uh, for Julio Jones over two years, which they have to do. So because of that, my wife's calling me right now. I got to send her a text. She's going to get mad at me. Uh, <laughs> uh-oh, I'm live, <lying>, baby. <laughs> I need to like program one of those things on my phone where it's like, oh, yeah, call you later, uh, whatever. Like, oh, hey, recording live. Love you, bye. Um, anyway, I'm going to blame this on you guys. Y'all, you guys are going to have to get me out of trouble with the wifey. But the idea is this. You spread those... That's gonna to have to be spread out over two years, Julio and the Falcons. Just looking at the Falcons' perspective. So there's a week, and then Julio's probably gonna get traded. There are teams that will pay more than there are teams that want him more than the 49ers and that could pay him more. There's no doubt about that. Pay the Falcons more and more draft capital, all those things. But Julio wants to go to Kyle Shanahan. That, that's just what it is. So you can get him. It's gonna take some finessing. In the front office aisle, you know, if you look at the trade for Teddy Bridgewater, right? So, Teddy Bridgewater being traded from the Panthers to Denver. Uh, You had the Panthers say, look, we'll take a whole chunk of salary to make this palatable for your team. So, it's going to take a little bit of that. The Falcons are going to have to say, all right, we're going to take a little bit. um, And then to make this work for the 49ers. Because the 49ers don't have the cap space to take that $15 million chunk. It's just not there. You know, if you look at where the 49ers currently are, uh, we're really high. We have about 18 million in cap space. That's great. We haven't signed our draft class yet. So that's 9 million off the books. So 9.5 to be exact. We haven't signed anybody. So even though we're at 18 now, or uh, that's not what we have. Once we sign the draft class, then we're going to be closer to 9 million. Okay, and you're saying, all right, well, we can make that work. Well, hold on. You got to extend Fred Warner that's going to take place too. Now, depending on how you do that deal, you might be able to get by with like a $5 million cap hit, right? So that $9 million, now it's $4 million. That's not enough for Julio's 15. And that's after June 1st. So now, not only did you just trade two young players and a fourth or a couple fourths, now you've got to get Julio to restructure. You're comfortable with that. And you might have to shift a couple deals. You know, one thing that I think you could do, and this is gonna piss some people off, but listen to me before you react. I love you guys, don't get mad at me. What you do is you restructure Jimmy, because now Jimmy's gonna be on the team. You restructure like three million. So you shift a three million dollar cap hit for 2021 to 2022, and that might be enough to let you finagle Julio Jones in there, if that makes sense. So there's ways to get it done and there there's there's things that are there but again you got to get creative you got to get creative and that's what's there so um yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of good questions there and man i like it staying with this question you know let me make sure here we go this is from brett on twitter do you think there'll be any good cap casualties that we can get cheap after june 1st or in the precinct yes yes there are The issue is going to be if you sign them and bring them in, the 49ers are already stacked. What position, besides wide receiver, perhaps, if you bring somebody in, you're cutting some top tier guys. We've got five safeties. You know, it came out the 49ers wanted to bring in one more linebacker, but man, we've got a lot of depth at linebacker. Do you push out Aziz? You know, do you push out Gary, who you just signed? Cornerback. Good lord, we've got corners now. You went and drafted two of them, so are you going to carry seven corners? Eh, we'll see. Now, one of my things that I really like about this, there are going to be cap casualties. There's no doubt about that, especially whenever you're looking at older players. But one of the things that I think is, is most important about the 49ers, and I want to go to this question. I think it kind of transitions to I'm bouncing around my questions here all the time. This is from John C., not me, somebody else. John C. on Twitter. If there are no multiple injuries, say for one major injury, will the 49ers be on the fast track to the Super Bowl this year? They're definitely one of the favorites. They're definitely there. And the reason why I say that is you look at the teams that are slated to be kind of at the top level um, competition-wise, look at Vegas numbers, projections, whatever else, all those things. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks, Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
0: The 49ers have as much depth as any team in the NFL. And and I've said this a few times. I think this is what's important. Kyle Shanahan has lost two out of three seasons to injuries. That's the issue. He's basically drafted free agency and all those things that he's doing is saying, look, injuries are not going to ruin my season this year. It's not happening. Last year, we lost five centers before week one. Five centers (laughs) before week one. So they basically cut that and said, look, interior offensive line will no longer be a position, uh, a problem anymore. It's not an issue any longer. You look at running backs. Man, we have lost four running backs four years in a row. Doesn't matter anymore. We have six now. You're going to lose four? Guess what? We still got two guys. And you go across all those things. Defensive line. Golly. Just stacked too deep. And you look to what happened last year. You lost Bosa, right? You lost Solomon Thomas. You lost all these other guys. Well, guess what? Still had a top 10 defense. So what you're doing is you're insulate, you're bubble wrapping this team. Injuries are going to happen. There's no doubt about that. Football is a 100% injury rate profession. Every single person will be injured at some point. Doesn't matter who you are. Look at Tom Brady. Injuries. Uh, Missed a whole season with a torn ACL. Like these things happen to every single person that plays in the NFL. If you played high school ball, you still have injuries. If you played college ball, you're walking funny. That's just what it is. So... What you have to do, and understand 49ers will have injuries this year, some key ones. There's no doubt about it. But what you've done at most positions, not all, you know, I would argue wide receiver that's the big one. I I think you can overcome injuries to any position. Quarterback, that's what's hurt us. Now we got Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. And so you're fine there. You lose a quarterback, you're fine. You lose two running backs, you're fine. You lose an offensive tackle. Yeah, that's going to be problematic, but I still think we're going to be okay. We've got depth there. We saw how bad our offense got last year in that Green Bay game with the COVID calls. You remember that? Um, Kendrick Bourne had a positive test and everybody he was hanging around with got you know couldn't play. And it was a Thursday night game and we were out there with freaking nobody. That cost us... i mean, not saying we would have won that game, but we were playing with backups, man. <laughs> we were down our top four wide receivers anyway. So I, I think... The 49ers are insulated enough to where they can perform despite injuries. Wide receiver position, I don't know. Um, That's one that I kind of want to see there. Um, Now, this question comes from Nick, and shout-out to Nick. He's always with us. I appreciate it, it's all caps. So I feel like you're yelling at me. So I'm going to read this a little loud, Nick, okay? He says, John, do you think we're only keeping Jimmy G because he has no trade value? Or second quarterback insurance, question mark. All right, don't yell at me again, Nick. That's a little too intense for me, man. I'm a low-key, I'm a a, a vibe guy, man. Like, (laughs) so, this front office does not lie. Is Jimmy Garoppolo the best quarterback? No. Is he how you draw a quarterback? No. Is he an average quarterback in the NFL? Yes. You could have got rid of him. So many options. I mean, if you remember before the draft and before the trade up to number three and all those things, uh, Patriots were trying to get them. And you know, what came out was look, not at this time. We're not interested. We didn't ensure our quarterback for the future. And before they made the trade up to number three, listen to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Are they 100% truthful for us? No, they're not, but they're the most honest and truthful organization. After the fact, any team in the NFL is not close. John Lynn said, before we made the trade up, we went to ownership and said, look, we are doing this trade with the entire understanding that we are keeping Jimmy Garoppolo and his salary on for 2021, and he will be our quarterback. This will allow us to bring in Trey Lance and let him see. Trey Lance is the youngest quarterback rostered in the NFL. Youngest. Just turned 21. Don't turn the keys of the Corvette over to a 16-year-old kid. You don't do that. Now, could Trey Lance be better than Jimmy Garoppolo is now? Okay, now that's an argument you could have, but not if you're Kyle Shanahan. You don't do the things in free agency and bring back all these one-year deals, seat filler deals, DJ Jones, Jason Verrett, right? Uh, Juan Williams. You can go on and on and on. You don't do those if you don't think this is a year that you could win, they have said, again, hold them to their word. They have said, the only issues we have with Jimmy is he can't stay healthy. He's proved we can get to the Super Bowl. He's proven that. So hold them to that. So does Jimmy Garoppolo have uh, (laughs) trade value? He doesn't right now. Every team thinks that they have their quarterback of the future. We know that not to be true. Sam Darnold, is he gonna pan out? And you know, the Panthers? Is Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke gonna be the guy? You know, you, you can go up and down. Is is Mac Jones gonna be the guy in New England? There's all kinds of places where it's just like, man, is this the guy? What's gonna happen in Houston? We don't know. Like, there's lots of issues where it's like, mm, there not every single quarterback's gonna pet. Shout out to Phil. Uh he just he just iced it, got his uh victory. What's up, Phil? Tip of the hat, my friend. Uh, that is incredible. That's awesome. I love seeing stuff like that. But not every quarterback's going to pan out. That's just facts. Brandon, uh, you go to Daniel Jones with New, uh, New York. I don't know if that's going to work. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, I don't think it's going to happen. So the quarterback market right now, it's dry. It doesn't exist because everybody is hopeful their guys pan out. We know that not to be the case. But you got to wait. And again, you look back to issues that you had and where have we seen something like this before? It's so simple. You don't have to go back too far. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. When they drafted a quarterback from North Dakota State, they had a veteran kind of limited physicality player in place, Sam Bradford, right? And they're like, yeah, we're fine. We're just going to keep them both. Well, what happens? You get into training camp and that quarterback market which was dry, heats up with one injury. Teddy Bridgewater tears his, you know, everything in his leg in practice. Well, the Vikings saw they had, this was their chance. They had a winning roster. So you were able to bend them over the barrel and get a first-round pick for Sam Bradford, which was bananas. That could happen again. You never root for injuries, but who's to say that won't happen? What happens if, I don't know, you throw, I, don't, I don't even want to put a name on it, but a team that sees himself as a contender and their window is open now, man, you mean to tell me I can get Jimmy Garoppolo for a late first? Ah, there's a possibility. Who knows? It can happen. But you keep them right now. And Jimmy Garoppolo should start. You know, this question wasn't even on there, but I, I'm going on the record. I'm saying this repeatedly. I think that Trey Lance's first start should be week 11. Week 11. The bye week is week 6. So a lot of people want to circle weeks, you know, week 6 as, "Hey, this is when I want that to take place." I'm telling you right now, week 11 is what I got circled because after the bye week, week 6, you got the Colts top 5 defense. You got the Bears, at the Bears, top 5 defense. Cardinals top 10 defense. Rams top 3 defense. Seahawks uh not a good defense, but it's on the road in Seattle. That's huge. I'm not throwing a 21-year-old rookie who hasn't played in a year and a half in there under those conditions. That's not prime for me. Not saying they won't. I'm just saying, man, why not let Jimmy, who's done all these things, go there and handle those? Week 11, Jacksonville. Week 12, poor defense. Vikings, terrible defense. Week 13, all right, now... Oh, sorry, then you got Seahawks again. Then Bengals, then Falcons, then Titans. All bad defenses. Then Texans, like... You've got a 6-week stretch there with some poor defenses and I'm okay with that. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. That's kind of what I like about it, uh and kind of what I I want to see personally. You know, and so we'll have to see there. I do not think that Jimmy Garoppolo is there because he has no trade value. If that was the, if you really didn't like Jimmy, you could just cut him and keep that money and then get Julio. That's fine, you could do that, but no, Kyle Shanahan's not letting bad quarterback play ruin his this year. He's not going to do that. He has insulated himself from those things. Uh, manual. This is on Patreon. Thank you for the support, manual. Um, how confident are you in our new defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans? Okay. So like, or what? He's got more parts to his question. You, you, I love D'Amico. And let me, let me explain why I love D'Amico Ryans. He came out of Alabama. I hate Alabama. And if you live in Alabama, I love you guys. It's not like I dislike everybody from Alabama. I hate Alabama. <laughs> I hate that school. I can't stand it. I don't like it. Um, but there are certain players that transcend some of those things. And I love D'Amico Ryan since he came out. One, you know, I played linebacker at, at the high school level. That's what I, you know, I transitioned to linebacker and um, played, you know, whatever else. I, there were a few guys that I watched in college that I just loved. And so we'll have to kind of see what that looks like. Now, Manuel, Manuel goes on and says, do you know anything about him from past experience? <laughs> no. <laughs> the only thing I can say is nobody does. Kyle Shanahan was with him at Houston, all right, because D'Amico Ryans was a Philly, then he went to the Texans, and Shanahan was with him there. They brought him on. The coaching staff as a position, you know, uh, coach. And it came known after the fact, you know, we just found this out recently. Houston tried to poach him from the 49ers to a coordinator position. And we said, no, 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 no. no. He's not going anywhere. He's with us. And then they we promoted him. So he's a hot commodity, and everywhere he has gone, nobody's ever said anything bad about him. So I love that about him. You know, he's a hot new coach, and so that's great as well. You want to stay with the fact, and this is a little bit, you know, whatever. You want to look way down the road. I don't think this is the goal. One, I love minority um, coaching hires and promotions. That's huge. The NFL is encouraging this. We're receiving three third-round picks because the 49ers are one of the teams that promotes coordinators and GMs and personnels and coaches uh, that are minority coaches, right? And so, again, you're promoting another coordinator guy. That's got a huge track record in the NFL. You go watch all those Robert Sala, like, pump up, jump it up and down, pictures and stuff. Guess who you see right behind him every freaking time? D'Amico Ryans. Crazy high energy, crazy positive mental attitude guy that just fills the room with his presence everywhere he goes. Everybody says the same thing about him. So those are the things we know about him. And, again, if it pans out, you've got a very young coach Um, that if he gets promoted to that head coaching level, guess what? Another two third-round picks. Now, I'm not saying that's why you promote him. I'm saying that's an extra benefit to promoting them. And so I think that's important. Um, So I like him. I don't think we're going to see a lot of changes on the defense year one. Um, I think it's going to kind of say, now we did transition a little bit more throughout the year to a um, a two-high-safety-look quarters kind of protection on the back end of the secondary so I think that's there there's a couple things there that you know I think are important. Um but I don't think we're gonna change too much. But I like him. And to be honest with you, I'm I'm pretty excited. I I think Robert Sala, as much as I loved him, my issues were just how vanilla the defense was and his lack of in-game adjustments. He got better as time went on, but um I, I'm hoping that changes. I don't like letting one player beat me or one play beat me. You go back to that Miami game, even this year, and you can say, "Well, it's personnel." Well, get the guy out of the game. Send him out there. Three straight drives. He gives up three straight touchdowns on three of the exact same plays. Yeah, you make a change. So <laughs> um, you, you gotta you gotta kind of change those things, and we'll just have to see what that looks like. Um, let's see here. This is from Matt W on Patreon. With the roster currently constructed or close to it, do you think Trey Lance has what it takes to lead the team to a Super Bowl this year? Or are you realistically looking two to three years down the road? This is a Super Bowl roster. There is no doubt about that. Kyle Shanahan finally got a quarterback that he wanted in Trey Lance, and I think that's awesome. We finally are going to get a C, 11 on 11. When you don't have a mobile quarterback, and you just have somebody that sits back there and hands the ball off, you don't have to account for him in the run game. Ah, That's going to change dramatically when Trey Lance steps in. Another thing that I think is really important, Matt, and one of my favorite things about Trey Lance, he's got a freaking cannon, and he loves to throw the deep ball. Very, very aggressive with the deep ball. So that's another added element to this offense. We're going to find out. Is Kyle Shanahan telling his quarterbacks, Mullins, C.J. Bethard, you know, uh, Hoyer, Jimmy G, not to throw it deep? Like, is that just part of it? Like, don't throw it deep? Because you go back to Trey Lance in college, the dude aired it out. He aired it out. And so that's going to be key. The run game is going to get the biggest benefit, but also the deep passing game is going to be huge. And I don't even think that Trey Lance has to be great. You know, I go back and I put this out there on Twitter. You know, if the 49ers had Andy Dalton, which I don't think anybody thinks is that great outside of Chicago. um, If they just had Andy Dalton as their quarterback last year, the 49ers make the playoffs. The 49ers... We're a 500 team last year with the worst quarterback play in the entire NFL. The worst quarterback play and number four. Now, you could talk about numbers and metrics and passing yards. Yeah, Mullins was killer at that. But we were second worst in the NFL in turnovers. We had 31 interceptions. Like, what? Like, what? (laughs) Like, you don't win games with averaging almost two interceptions. Man, I might be off on that number. And if I am, I apologize. I think I'm right on that number. Let's see here. I'm I'm, I'm fact-checking myself on air because I want to be really pissed off. Oh, we had 31 turnovers. Okay. We had 31 turnovers. Um, We had 30 interceptions. My bad. We ranked 31st in turnovers, and we had 30 interceptions. My bad. My apologies to number four, Nick Mullins. How dare I slander your name? Um, Anyway, those are the things that have to change. And so if you could put in Trey Lance, who was a quarterback that never turned the ball over, he's going to have turnovers, just so you know. It's a different playing field. But you got somebody that's going to protect the ball, be an asset in the running game, and force the secondary to back the hell up. You can't key on the 49ers run defense anymore. Are you Are going to do an eight-man box? Fine. He's got a cannon. The dude can chunk it. Um, so I-, I love those things. Would I be upset? If if you were to ask me right now, okay, what are the chances over the next 3 years the 49ers win a Super Bowl? I'm saying yeah. Yes. That that window is open. Coaching staff check. Quarterback, he's young. We're going to have to see, but man, I'm I'm loving where we are there. Roster check. Let's see. Um Yeah, yeah, I I would bet positive. I got to bet in already on the 49ers win the Super Bowl this year. You know me. (laughs) But, but yeah, I think it's very positive, and I think there is a legit chance that we win the Super Bowl. If I was betting what year is the most likely, 2022. That's what I would say. Let him get some of the stuff out of his system whenever he finally does start week 11. Like I said, he's going to have some rookie mistakes, and it's going to take a while to learn. But man, 2022? Oh, oh. I wish I had a future futures bet uh who the 2022 Super Bowl champ's gonna be. I'll tell you right now, that, that that's gonna be that's gonna be where it's at. Um oh, oh, I like it. Uh another question. This is from Twitter, Brian S. Tied into battle. Or do we see more juice this year, which is my hope. I think we saw the most juice we're gonna get <laughs> last year. He was the most involved in the run game, pass game, all those things. So I, I don't think he does more from a ball-carrying standpoint uh, than what we saw last year. But I, but it was an increase. It was his most productive year he's ever had with the ball in his hands. Yeah, we're going to be using two tight ends. Now, Charlie Warner is who you want to win that job. Uh, Roz Dwelly has kind of held it down very well. duct tape Dwelly. I love it. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. But... I it, I want it to be Warner, but I love them both. I think they bring different things. Dwelly's a little bit more active in the pass game, whereas Charlie Warner, though, if he hits his ceiling, run blocking, again, gosh, Ugh. the best run blocking tight end fullback move piece in college, maybe he's ready to take that step up, and golly, now your running games even better. Now you're running games even better. Man, I love it. I, I I'm getting pumped up throughout this podcast. I don't know if I'm the only one uh, that's not like jacked right now, but I'm pretty excited. Um, let, let's take a trip to the past. This is uh, Todd P. Uh, sent me an email. He asked this. He said, "Curious who one of your not so popular or favorite 49ers are if we look into the past. We all know Rice, Montana, Gore, etc. Dig a little deeper. I, I'm a nostalgia like freak, man. Like I love this stuff." And I knew right away who I was going with. It was a first-round pick on a fullback, right? You guys just said you want more juice. Who was the first-round pick that was a fullback? I'm going to pause for a second. Let's throw this up in the chat. The four spent a first-round pick on a fullback. All right? Y'all tell me who that was because that's never going to happen again. Um, I I can give you one more hint on there. Right here, baby, for those people watching at home. Y'all see this? Young fat Chapman was was running around doing this, looking like a moron. Uh bar none, baby. I, I love this guy. I played fullback. I'm not seeing the right name on there. I know we're on a little bit of delay there. But um, yeah. I, anyway, all those being said, man, I, I freaking love it. Um one of my favorite players ever was William bar none, Floyd. He was such a fun guy. I'm saying Brian knows his stuff, man. Brian is, we do a, a Patreon monthly hangout and we do like trivia and stuff. Sometimes Brian's a beast. This dude, like he, he knows his stuff. So shout out to Brian. Of course he knew it. Um, of course he was the first one that got it. That dude knows his stuff, man. We need to start like a 49ers, um, fantasy thing. Uh, anyway, that's what it is. But yeah, so I I love that dude. The fact that he was a first round fullback, he was so fun. I even wore his number for a couple of years. Um, uh, which he was just so freaking intense, and I love that when he went to the Chargers, I was so pissed off. But you know, you do what you got to do. It's what it is. Uh, but. This has been fun. I've enjoyed this, you know, bouncing around. There's a lot of stuff going on in the chat. Man, some of you guys need to chill out a little bit. I love arguments and all those things. But uh, this is a positive community, and arguing is one of the most beautiful things in the world. Attack ideas, don't attack people, just like I tell my students all the time. Uh, anyway, that's what it is. Yeah, Brian, man, Let's. I tell you what, man, if we had a NFL or 49ers trivia, let's find a way to compete, man. I know you're on the other side of the country, but you better be coming to Philly. Brian, you're coming to Philly, aren't you? Uh, we got our meetup taking place, and yeah, I'm trying to fix that, Tommy. I appreciate that, man. Um, there we go. There we go. Uh, I, I sorry about that. I need somebody to monitor the chat. Whatever I'm going off, I don't get to like jump all in there. So I appreciate that. Tag me, let me know. But again, you know, I'm gonna end this episode just kind of talking about uh, what 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 we're working on. Forty nine rush road trip dot com. Head over there. Even if you're not gonna come party with us the night before, that's okay. Save some money on hotels. I got us group group rates. We're staying at freaking Michigan Avenue walking distance to the uh, soldier field. We're staying right in Rittenhouse House Square. Freaking one of the my favorite hotels in Philly. We're we're gonna be having a blast and you're doing it and you're saving incredible money. So that's there. Head over there, 49ers Rush Road Trip.com. Um that's where that's at. But I want to say thank you guys. This is fun. You know I just wanted to jump on and talk 49ers and I appreciate you guys being here going through all that. Like, subscribe Rate, review the show wherever you listen. That helps us out the most. Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. That's where you support us. Uh, That's where it's at. That's where we get all that film. Going to have another breakdown up for you guys tomorrow over there. Just going through our rookies, man. And once we get through our rookies, we're going to start back over with our rookies. Getting as many snaps and breakdowns and game footage as we can on those guys. That's what we got. So, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Awesome show. Had a lot of fun. And as always, stay strong, faithful.